WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Well, Sweden holds a pivotal parliamentary election in which that Scandinavian country's ruling center-left party leads, but with its worst-ever share of the vote in a general election, nearly a fifth of Swedish voters backed the far-right Sweden Democratic Party, a party with roots in the white supremacist fringe. It could take weeks of wrangling to assemble a government, and whatever government emerges could be very weak. And with migrant issues and the Russian threat, is Sweden's fundamental identity changing with this election uh let's bring in paul shinkman national security senior writer u.s news and world report magazine uh paul tell us more about the results and what could be the implications well it's certainly not very often that we get this much coverage about a general election in sweden and certainly not this much concern as as you said there there was quite a shake-up with this far-right party with some history of fascist fascist sort of neo-nazi ties those supposedly have been purged from the modern incarnation of the of the party but they did surprisingly well and this has a few things first off it would be news in itself in just the fact that you know sweden this kind of model of uh, social liberal social democratic policies uh for, for a few reasons, the voters there are uh, trending away from that model. And what's uh, sort of doubly concerning is that they're trending toward this very far-right, anti-immigrant, anti-EU, hyper-nationalist uh, party that almost all of the other political parties pledged during the election they would never work with, they would never form a coalition with. Um, that's up in the air now as the government, uh, the slim majority, uh, tries to figure out how it's going to be able to uh, to govern them. And the interesting subtext, of course, Sweden, like Switzerland, has historically been neutral, but uh, there have been, as I understand it, uh, I- increasing trends among Swedes to want to integrate with NATO, uh, perceiving this Russian threat, uh, surprisingly, maybe uh, more worried about the Russians than the old days about the Soviets. And in the process, then we get to how much does, the, does this uh, party uh, coming out of white nationalism identify with Putin because of his highly nationalist position? That's absolutely right. I mean, Sweden has always been considered a neutral country, both in the way that it identifies itself, but also in the way that its neighbors and major powers view it, too. It's always been a neutral broker. Its voice in international events has always given a little bit more credence because it's always tried to kind of toe the line. I was uh, actually in Stockholm with some senior U.S. officials a couple years ago when Swedish defense officials were for the first time starting to really talk nervously about how their neighborhood looks. You see these reports of Russian submarines in Swedish waters or near Swedish waters. During this election, they saw similar things to what we've seen concerns of here in the U.S., of seemingly Russian disinformation campaigns, propaganda campaigns, trying to get their voters to either vote a particular way or just at least be kind of confused and question the system that exists. So you are indeed, for the first time, seeing a genuine debate there about whether it's a good idea for Sweden to formally join NATO. They are currently a partner. That's a technical term. Um, And it it seems less likely now that the voters uh, in this most recent election have seeming to kind of sided at least more than they had previously with nationalist policies. But they are indeed seeing a, a, a new threat there. And yet, uh, when I think about Sweden as uh, such a secular society, the idea mm. of identifying with uh, Putin's Russia, which of course has been uh, very uh, tight with the Russian Orthodox Church, the most traditional elements, anti-LGBTQ, I mean, uh, how far does that resonance go then? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 
it's yet unclear the extent to which Russia was sort of directly involved in this election. I've seen some speculation, but no firm reports of any coordination, for example, between any Swedish political parties and with Russia. And in looking at sort of previous models of Russian past intervention, certainly there is an ideological bent, uh, you know, a sense of trying to align these uh, either neutral or opposition countries more closely with what Russia wants, which is a breakdown of NATO, a breakdown of EU, a breakdown of this idea that capitalism won the Cold War. And it's less about sort of like trying to mold exactly what they view governments should be and more about just sowing dissent. So whenever they see an opportunity to kind of, you know, throw a bomb and get to uh, throw a bomb. Metaphorically. Uh, yeah, metaphorically. Um, it's uh, more about finding opportunities of weakness, finding sort of chinks in the armor of these uh, uh, particularly sort of, you know, a liberal Western countries and finding yeah. ways to exploit them. Well, the final point, uh, even if the uh, parties of the center-right and the center-left manage to keep the ultra-right out of uh, whatever coalition government is formed, even though the center-right and center-left have been loath to form coalitions with one another, uh, mm. whatever, I mean, uh, there's been the tug of uh, the, the trends in Europe and the ultra-right, where even the mainstream parties now are much more skeptical and much more inclined to put curbs on immigration. That's right. I mean, if you look at the trends of, uh, of, of people coming to Sweden, which was particularly high in 2014, 2015, during the migrant crisis, you see a very definite peak in 2015, which is when about 160,000 new people emigrated into Sweden. That was tapered amid this rise of these far-right movements as these more conventional parties began seeing this uh, increased sense skepticism among some voters about whether these new immigrant populations would be a good addition to their country. So they themselves began, the, uh, the mainline parties themselves began cracking down on immigration too, having temporary permits instead of permanent ones, exercising more border control, that kind of thing. All right, Paul, thanks for the overview. Really appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Sure. Paul Schickman, National Security Senior Writer, U.S. News, with us live from Washington about the implications of the Swedish parliamentary election yesterday.